Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Unfiltered. Yes, okay. Wow, it's been really really long. Oh my god, like Okay, so basically, wow, it's been so long. <laughs> so basically, um I couldn't put up anything at all um for a while because of the Ensars movement. So when the NSARS movement started, actually, the reason I could not put anything up was because I was thinking to myself, like, that would be so insensitive and so stupid of me if I try to put up content when something bigger than me is happening. Do you understand? And to be honest, I guess I wanted to lend out my voice on what was happening, but I didn't have as much information as I really would have wanted. And one thing about me is like... If I even have 70% of information for me, it's not enough because there's not like 70% of information. You need all the information. So that was what was happening. So today on Unfiltered is wine with me. Yes, guys, I do have a glass of wine in my hand. Yeah, I do. So, <laughs> so a lot has happened in the past weeks. Like... Bigger than me, the NSARS movement, which was like the one of the greatest movements to have happened in our time. And I am so proud of my generation. Like seriously, it was like, we are not here to take nonsense. We're not even here to start with the nonsense. And it felt like Nigeria could be hopeful because I'm not going to lie to you. Considering the fact of where I schooled, I don't know. I was very skeptical about the future of Nigeria. Let me just be honest with you. I was very, very skeptical because I was like, um, they don't really give me much hope <laughs> because I don't really see the difference and I didn't really see a lot of people trying to learn so that they can, you know, impact when they get back home. It just felt like people who just wanted to come and show off. No offense. So I was not very hopeful. But with that movement, it felt so good to see that people could actually come for something that was way bigger than who they were. And the whole idea or the whole attitude of, it's not my business or it does not concern me. I'm glad a lot of people had to push that aside. And anybody who came up with such an attitude, people gave it to those people, okay? So it felt really good. And the movement basically is all about ending police brutality in Nigeria. And to be honest, I don't think we have gone far. I think we had just started with just, you know, tip of the iceberg. So I feel like there's a lot of work that still needs to be done. And hopefully I am praying that, you know, it becomes way better. And at least a resolution is reached sooner or later. So to the matter. <laughs> to the matter at hand. Now, to be honest, guys. So, in the past week, yeah, two weeks ago, I kind of quit my job slash I was fired. No, I wasn't fired because there was no faith. I wasn't fired. I was let go. But I had to beat them to the punch, so I quit. <laughs> so, which is very funny. So basically, um, they came to me and told me that they would not be able to continue because they could not afford to pay me. And to be honest, it was very disappointing. And I felt that that was a bullshit bull. Like it was, it was crap. I knew it was bullshit because I felt like they had employed other people. So being the only black woman who works in that particular company, it felt like I was being singled out. 
and that was the truth. So, and one thing with me is I know how to read something before it happens. So I guess like I beat them to the punch. So I was like, you know, they were like, oh, well, actually, we don't really want you to now. And I was like, listen, let's just cut to the bullshit. I'm done. I quit. Good luck to y'all. And then I walked away. Now, to be honest, I don't know how that has really affected my life. And I think I want to talk about that on another day. I think no one with wine. (laughs) Seriously, I don't think it's going to be good with wine. Because I'm going to say a lot of shit. (laughs) And I'm most likely going to... I'm not going to take it back. So let's just leave that one. Let's just leave it alone. So, but to be honest, what that did for me was that made me hit... It made me hit rock bottom, people. Like, for, like I, I think I, I hit the point where I thought that... I thought I've been low before in life. But this one was low. This was textbook depression. And I didn't know it at the time that it was depression. I just felt like I was just sad. To be honest, I really did not... I did not put depression in my mind. I did not even, you know, diagnose myself at all. I did not want to be... I don't want to say that word. So, I think the reason I hate that was because I I did not know what my purpose was. I think at that point, I started thinking like, okay, so what are you supposed to do? Or what are you doing? Because all my life, I had always done things because of people. You understand? I had come to a country because of, of, of someone that I was in love with. I had moved also because of someone that I was in love with. I got no job because it was just at the moment, you know, I didn't want to be idle. So there's never been a dream. You know what I'm saying? And while I was active, you know, working, I always had a dream. I always had this vision of where I saw myself and what I saw myself doing. And to be honest, guys, I've always really loved a job that challenges me. I hate a job where I already know what to do and how to do it. I don't like it. I like being challenged. I like feeling like I always have to make myself better because, you know, um, there was always something new. I was always going to meet somebody new. I was always going to have to, you know, meet up. I was always going to have to learn something. I always love to learn. This is the thing. People always think like I know too much, but I actually don't. The reason that people do feel that way is because those people don't know enough. So I I saw this post where it says like if you're surrounded by where you're the smartest person in in a group, you need to leave that group. That group is not for you. You need to find a group where, you know, you're the dumbest person. And I'm like, well, it's very hard to get into groups these days of people because everyone has their cliques and everyone is very tight knit and like, oh, no, you can be with me and all that stuff. So I guess I was, I was hitting everything at the same time. I was lonely, sad, depressed, angry. Ooh, I was angry. I was angry. I think that one was a fact. I was mad and I didn't know who I was mad at. I didn't know if it was myself for allowing myself to work that stupidly and that poorly and allow myself because to me I I did so well in school because I always wanted my results to speak for me you understand I always did I always felt like I don't want to kiss anybody's ass I don't want to have to beg anybody for anything my results should speak for itself you know my CV should speak for itself that's the always the way I've always felt so to have accepted what it was and what was happening 
it was hard and it was difficult because I was like, in the first place, I shouldn't be going through this. So here I am confused. I'm angry. I'm, I'm sad. And I remember this particular night and I'm sitting down and I get up. This is the thing. By the way, guys, let, let, let's stop. I never made them see me sweat. That's just one thing, though. I walked out of there with my head high and all that. But I never let anybody see me sweat. Don't worry. I'm going to come into where professional racism, people. I'm going to tell you how I handled being the only black woman that worked in a place where people are actually below my standard, to be honest, but threatened by me because I was a black woman and I was foreign. We got to come to that on another day. Okay. That is going to be another conversation for another day. But to be honest, I was just so angry. And I'm sitting down there and I'm like trying to let all these things come to my head. I'm like, okay, God, what do I want to do in life? What is my goal? I think this is the thing. I think our parents made a mistake. No offense. I don't think all parents. But I'm judging from mine of putting it in our heads of where we do need someone to succeed in life. Especially as a woman. Because I think the guys already have... Especially as a woman. There's this thing that is like... Eh, even if you're successful, if you don't have a man, it's not really success. You know? There is this... As much as we want to claim it doesn't affect us, it does. So, I think at the back of my mind, I had not really sat down and asked myself what I wanted to do. I had not. I had just been bubbling in the air you know where you just hang for hanging sake you know you're just surviving and you're just working for working sake so i decided to start being more creative and it didn't work so i'm lying down there and i get up and i just start crying guys like i start bawling in tears uncontrollably I was mad at everybody, including myself, others, and God. I hated him so much. I hated, I don't know why I just use, you know, you know, a male pronoun, but it's for me, okay? I hate, I was so mad because first of all, this particular job, I did not ask for it. I did not pray for it, people. Let me just tell you the honest. I did not even pray for it. I did not do anything. So for God to have put me in that position and now to take it away from me, it felt like, why did you give me in the first place if you knew you were going to take it? Why didn't you just leave me where I was? And I was just so angry and mad. And it took me to Psalm 57. I think, yes, Psalm 57 verse 1, 2 and 3 or something like that. And I'm not sure, please, please um, just, but it talks about where God, it says, um, sometimes people question. It, said, it says sometimes people question why a good man goes or why a, a, a good man dies. Yeah, why, why a good man dies. But what sometimes people don't understand is... God must have done that because he was trying to protect that person from the evil ahead. Now, this is the thing with me. The first time I saw that, that scripture, I was in tears. I was bawling and I read the whole Psalm because after that, it goes into what God would do and the punishments and other stuff. So in my mind, I was like, so wait, God, you just wanted me to read this passage because you wanted to tell me that you were going to punish me or what? what? What was this? So I was so angry. So on this particular day where I was so down and I was crying, 
I, um, he came to me and he said, I did not ask you to read the whole thing. Can you just go back and read the first page? That was what I asked you to read. Go and read the first few lines. So I was like so reluctant. I was just grumbly. I was like, okay, I'll read it. And I read it again and I bawled into tears. And then there was this um, Shane and Shane song um, that it dealt with some 34. Um, oh my God. Um, it talks about, um, oh my God, Shane and Shane. Um, that's one of Is He Worthy? And, and I listened to that one. But there was one that has to do with a psalm. It's a psalm. And guys, if I find out the name, I'll. I'll, I'll cl- put it in the link or if you want the name you can personally message me but it was basically basically talking about the psalm and where you know just tabling everything you had before god and just surrendering and completely allowing him to heal and this is me i'm seeing my emotions are messed are mixed messed up so I don't even know what I'm feeling. If you ask me, I don't know what I was feeling at that time. It was everything at the same time. And it's still a struggle. So I'm going through all these things. And then I read the scriptures. And it helped a little. I'm not going to lie. A, a little. <laughs> a little. I, I, I'm still angry. Even as I'm, I'm here, I'm still mad. Because I still don't get it. It's still hasn't clicked to me yet it still hasn't i think i'm in the rebelling rebelling stage where i'm just like like at the end of the day listen i don't even know i'm gonna just do me so to be honest everything happened and everything has been happening like this and i think i've just been spiraling into this dark hole people like this very very dark hole where i just feel like nothing is coming out of it you know you ever been in that place where you just feel like nothing is coming out of it when people ask oh but but how do you feel and you don't have an answer there is no answer and sometimes you have to think deeply to be able to answer somebody who genuinely wants to know because sometimes it's different when people this is the thing people always feel like oh but i asked you you know if you were okay but this is the thing i hope when you when you ask somebody about how they feel Sometimes I think people unintentionally don't realize that they're not really asking like because they care. And the other person who is really, really, really in need of empathy and somebody who understands can tell. We can tell when somebody's genuinely just asking because they just want to ask so that, you know, they, they check the list that they're good friends, you know. And when somebody genuinely wants to know if you're okay. So I think sometimes, guys, like, don't get mad when you have a friend and you're like, okay, but I asked her, you know, if she was okay. And, well, um, she must have noticed that you were not really trying to listen to what it, what was really going on with her. So she probably didn't want to tell you. So anyways, and all the things have been happening and what have I learned from it? Because you guys know, like, everything I talk about, I try to tell you to help somebody to understand how to deal with it or if you're dealing with it what to do what have i done to help myself from depression nothing (laughs) nothing you say you read books and all these things and they tell you what to do and how to do it and and self-help and self-love and all this all the other i don't think i'm ready for that i don't think i want to hear that I don't want to hear how you got to love yourself and how you, you need to 
do this and you know all those motivational I am not in the mood for that I don't want to hear it I don't and to be honest what am I doing to keep sane wine I'm not trying to tell anybody to go and be an alcoholic <laughs> but to be honest um, I'm dealing with it I'm trying to take it one step at a time and this is the thing when people will say one step at a time I think people don't really understand that means that some days you don't do anything at all at all but that is still healing and to be honest I just sat there sometimes I just sit there sometimes and I just I think deep you know I I ask myself you can't be here forever you can't let this thing drown you forever I do and to be honest somebody asked me the other day oh I was just thinking to myself and and it was but you do have people around you having people around you that genuinely love you and genuinely want to see you grow want to see you succeed want to see you okay if you have that shit please don't take it for granted you don't know how it feels when you are rock bottom and you ain't got nobody to call and this is the thing so that day actually when I was crying and bawling I wanted to just end my life just end it and my brother called my brother was my saving grace that boy talked me through the storm and off the bridge he did not see much and this is the thing people need to understand sometimes it's not about giving motivational talk so seriously stop with the motivational talk when somebody's really down nobody wants to hear that sometimes it's just being there physically not absently you like for example you're there sitting down with someone and then you're on your phone not like that that's not being there for someone or you're there and then you're cracking jokes with your other friends that is not being there for someone but sometimes allowing the person to come to where they are and that was what he did for me he just said breathe breathe with me that's all he said he did not encourage he did not say much he did not try to you know he just kept telling me to breathe and you're going to be okay okay you're going to be fine that's all he kept saying he was like you're going to be fine it's okay He's like, you can cry, you can cry. Yeah, go on. Okay, let it out. And I was bawling to the point that I cried so much I couldn't cry.